everyone, it's Dr. Beard, joined um, by Paul, and today's uh, podcast episode is entitled Faith-Based Functional Medicine. It's actually a two-part um, podcast, but we're going to talk a little bit about um, how we reconcile the metaphysical and spiritual healing with our Christian values, because they are definitely compatible. Yes. Um, but before we get started, you know what we got to do. I don't take nothing. That a doctor don't prescribe. I don't do no drugs, man. I don't do no drugs, man. I don't smoke no blood, man. I don't do no drugs, man. It angers up that blood, man. So I don't do no drugs. All right. So this content is for informational and educational purposes only. It is not intended to provide medical advice or to take the place of medical advice or treatment from a personal physician. All right. So I think... Go ahead. No, go ahead, Paul. I think Start that, off. I, I think that this is really trying to reconcile. I mean, there are definitely Christians who like using functional medicine, mm-hmm. and there are a few Christian functional medicine providers, but there's a there's a gulf between them. And I, I think this podcast is to basically reconcile that much of what functional medicine pushes, even from their secular side, really has its roots in Christianity. Yeah, they just don't even realize it. They didn't realize or it. Or they like to overlook that part. Yes. They, because it is smarter than that. Well, and um, and I think I've mentioned this before, but what's been kind of upsetting to me and concerning to me um, after going attending a lot of functional medicine conferences is the um, what I believe the um, the purposeful um, remote not removal but um, they will talk about every other religion other than Christianity. Right. Or sometimes they will make off-handed remarks that are negative about Christianity. And that's been upsetting to me, and I've noticed reactions when those comments have been made. Not just me, but others will start looking around like, what is going on? Mm-hmm. And just the whole, you know, they, they like to bring in the... Um, you know, the banging of the gongs and talking about Native American... Uh, or Buddhism, Treatum, or, or Hinduism. B- b- yeah, everything but Christianity. And a lot of these groups of people, I have noticed, um, are very secular, and a lot of them are agnostic, say they are agnostic, atheists, or... Um, humanists. Humanists. Um, but a lot of them will not actually come out and say they are of the Christian faith. It's almost like it is. you don't do that. But that's with, and that's not just within medicine and, and functional medicine. It, it, you can see it happening everywhere. Yes. Right. But it's, um, and, and that's been hard for me because I found functional medicine. I found that the principles that they, that they espouse, um, actually are, are great principles. They work. I've implemented them in my practice. That's why I'm a functional medicine um, provider. They work. They they do well. They help people. But I'm very taken aback by the. A purposeful um, alienation of of Christian principles in healing, which is short sighted because Christian healing is intertwined with functional medicine, and functional medicine is intertwined with Christian it, it healing. It is. It's so when you peel the layers back, it's like, wow, this is this is this is true. This is in the Bible. Let's let's jump in there. You know, um, the Bible really is a. Uh, in addition to our spiritual book, it also is a a health tip book, mm-hmm. and they just don't realize it. There's so much wisdom in it. Yes, and yes. even I have, uh, you know, have not 
um, adhered to the wisdom or looked for the wisdom as much as I should have in the Bible. Well, we can start just with the kosher laws. Mm -hmm. And as a dietitian, I'm sure much of what you were taught as far as sanitation would be perfectly compatible with kosher laws. Because that's really what it was about, cleanliness and how you present food to be eaten. So, because people were doing things wrong, so they had to make religious laws in order to get people to do them correctly. I wish they'd address like cleaning counters in our kitchen. That would be great. Um, well, that's not going to happen. <laughs> Take thy cloth, Paul, and, and wipe, wipe the counters after wipe, I, thou hast prepared the bread. <laughs> I make a mess when I make bread, folks. She gets on to me. She eats the bread, though. Okay, so we mentioned kosher laws. Um, this one's a great one, is the Jewish water purification laws that are in the Bible. It basically is a ritual in which they put the water into a stone vessel and specifically say, do not put it in a clay vessel. Mm-hmm. And much, this, much of the Bible took place during the Roman Empire. Mm-hmm. One of the many declines of the Roman Empire was lead poisoning amongst its... Among other things, among too. Among many things. This completely decadent society. Right. Um, but clay in their vessels, unglazed vessels, led to lead poisoning. So here you have the Bible going the exact opposite, saying do not put it in clay jars, put it into a stone jar, and then they bless it and do this. What is that? It's giving us nice, pure, pure, clean water. Right. That is not going to have lead contamination. And what do we talk about in functional medicine all the time? about hydration or, or we want you know clean air clean food clean water mm-hmm. those things right there will go a long way in your health so let's go to some some bible verses ezekiel take wheat and barley beans and lentils millet and spelt and put them into a storage jar and use them to make bread for yourself amen that's fermentation and sprouting folks and that is why i can now tolerate bread Yes, I do a slow sourdough fermentation for our mm-hmm. breads from organic wheat, and you have no problem with it. And I'm so happy. Yes. That is, thank you, Lord, for that <laughs> that gift, because I have missed bread so much, but I can eat it now, and I don't have problems. I see. So the Bible's told us sanitation, and now they've told us how to prepare bread yeah. in order to get the, the functional medicine principles. And not using GMO Correct. Uh, wheat either. Weigh out 20 shekels of food to eat each day and eat it at set times. Hmm, what does that sound like, Paul? Well, not eating gluttonously and also listening to your, there's a, the body you've mentioned to me before. Yeah, fasting, that, well, you perhaps. Been, yeah, and you mentioned your body has a... Its own rhythm. Its own rhythm. And not just, and we always talk in terms of circadian rhythms as re, you know, with regard to sleep, but um, your organs also have their own rhythm and their own times where they are most effective at carrying out certain processes. Mm -hmm. So here the Bible is referencing that, you know, and and, and also not being a glutton and just eating, sitting around, eating all day. Eating a set amount of food and eating it at set times. Right. Which helps your body. Yeah, because your body, your body loves a schedule and, and keeping on that schedule. It loves it. And it, and that's always, I'm always preaching to my patients about going to bed and waking up at the same time, trying to eat at the same time, you know, to as much as you can, you know, because things just work better like that. Well, they also say in the Bible to uh, measure out one sixth of a hen and that measure out of a jar of water for each day and drink it at set times. So again, it's telling you about hydration. I did the research on a hen, did the math backwards. 
comes out to be about 64 ounces, half yeah. gallon, which right. is exactly what we talk about. So now they're talking about clean water, half gallon a day. Boy, this How to make your bread, you know. <laughs> How to, so it, it, these are functional medicine principles, folks. Very, very much so. Um, eat the food as you would a loaf of barley bread. Bake it in the side of others. It's, bake it in the side of other people. So they're basically telling you to eat communally. Yeah. Eat with your family. Don't be locked up by yourself eating. Food is supposed to be enjoyed with the company of yes. others. Yes, and you also eat slower. Because you're talking. And you probably digest things a little better when you eat slower. And you're not, you won't overeat, you know, because you're eating alone and, and, and everything else. And it's just, yeah, it's just another way to commune and well, be what, with others. One of the 12 principles of, of essential functional medicine principles that you have found is family. Right. And what are you doing? You're eating with family and yeah. friends. There's a time to be alone, but there's also a time to come together. Correct. Um, and use human excrement for fuel. <laughs> I like this one because this is just a sanitation tip. You know, in biblical times, there's not... There's what did a, they do with all that? They burnt it now for bread. So. Well, were they burning it back then? I mean, were they burying it? What? what? I think there was crap everywhere. I think it was <laughs> just like they had to give kosher rules in order to keep people from being right. you know, dirty. They also told them, like, well, what are we going to do with all these feces? There's not a lot of wood in the Middle East, so what do you do? You burn it. In India, when I lived there, all the cow manure goes on a tree. It dries, and they use it for fuel there now because yeah. you're not killing the cows, and there's cow manure everywhere, so what do you do? you got to do cup, something, right? Cup, and so you burn it. And, um, you know, you mentioned that when we talked about this before, maybe you could look at the flame on the... <laughs> so see how efficient your GI tract was at breaking down... The fuel. Ancient physicians, that's what they did. They <laughs> burnt your poop to see, what see you're, what, how you're doing. Instead of a stool study, that could be added onto our stool study. We could set it on fire. That was the original stool study. <laughs> oh, um, my goodness. Okay, we're getting way off topic here. Examples for stress. Luke twelve twenty five. Who of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to your life? Amen. Amen. How often do you talk about stress Man, and anxiety? I, a lot. It is the... Uh, it's a... Stress and worry and anxiety are at just epidemic levels. Mm -hmm. And because I, I do some consulting on the side in addition to my own practice where I'm talking to people who, um, and they're always expressing a lot of how much anxiety they have. They're just always stressed out. And I have been posting, and some of you may notice, I will post um, Bible verses that, that deal specifically with worry, stress, and anxiety because he, God tells us not to worry. Don't stress. Don't be anxious. It's wasted energy. It's wasted, and it's only harming you. And I, I've posted these things because of all the nonsense we've all had to go through over the, almost a year now. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I'm just trying to help you out here and, and, and make you and, and uh, you know, remind you that God has commanded you not to worry. And the devil wants you to worry. And the devil wants you to worry. Absolutely. And there's always a counter on this. So, mm -hmm. um, We mentioned earlier about the, the, the food and the, your, your eating at set times. And you mentioned about fasting. Mm -hmm. Fasting is mentioned over 75 times in the Bible. And there are 10 types of fasting mentioned. Uh, a good example of one would be the Daniel fast, which was vegetables and water for 10 days. Yeah. Of course, Jesus fasted for 40 days, mm -hmm. which is super hardcore. Yeah. Um, the Seder Supper, which is the Jewish Passover, is basically a complicated detox ceremony because uh -huh. they eat bitters right. to remind them of their enslavement in Egypt. And then they eat unleavened bread 
the only time of year they eat unleavened bread, well, which is going to have more gluten. Uh-huh. Gluten, specifically, the lectins attached to the common bile duct. So I speculate that it, which would stimulate bile. Mm-hmm. Between the bitters and that, you're getting one heck of a a bile release, a bile release. which is how you get rid of a lot of nasty stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why we encourage. Uh, I know for for people with who who have mold toxicity is you stimulate bile production while you're trying to detox these people of those mycotoxins because the bile helps get rid of it. So functional medicine practitioners are charging outrageous rates to teach people to fast. And here it was in the Bible. Um, this was actually, you know, 3,000 years ago. Right. We're talking about... There's so much this. wisdom. They're, they knew so much a long time ago, and we've just kind of gotten away from that. Well, they want to separate the spiritual from the physical, and they're not. They're intertwined. They, they definitely are intertwined. We'll, Absolutely. We'll get more into that. Um, you can just look at the venial sins. I'm Catholic. That's why I use the word venial sins. But the venial sins are pride, greed, wrath, envy, lust, gluttony, and sloth. Mm-hmm. All these are going to affect your health, yes. especially um, gluttony and well, sloth. All, all but, of them will. Yeah. At some point, that it's going to harm you in ways you probably can't even imagine. And I think I'm going to be talking to the Christians on this one because in Corinthians um, 6, 9 through 20. 19 through 20. Excuse me, 19 through 20. Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you've received from God? You are not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. Folks, they're telling, God is telling us that we're a temple and you should respect it. And, you, and, and I mentioned those yeah. venial sins. They all go against that being a right. temple. Your body is, belongs to God and he wants you to take care of it. And a lot of us are not taking care of our bodies. And he wants you to take care of it because, for one, he wants you to live a productive life, a healthy life, a happy life. A high, he wants you to have a high quality of life. But, you know, if you're chronically ill because you won't, do what he says, um, how are you going to be a, you know, a, a witness for God? How are you going to um, go about and do what your purpose is for God if you're chronically ill? Because then the focus is always going to be on you and your issues. Right. You're, you're, there's no time to do anything else. You're having to deal with your medical issues. You're having to go to the doctor. You're having to go pick up your pills. You're having to recover from your surgeries. You're, you're in bed and sick and you can't do anything. Open up your Bible. Yeah, and I always amazed that people are like, well, I don't want to do the hard work. The hard work is going to come whether or not. Because yeah. recovering from a surgery is hard work. Taking pills all the time and feeling worse is hard work. You're going to get there regardless. So why not be proactive and do the hard work beforehand and keep your body a temple so you can. And I know, in. and I'm not saying, and I know some of you who have tried to do. You you think you're and you're you try to think. Excuse me. You're doing what you're supposed to do, but think bad things happen anyway, okay? And that's not what I'm talking about. No. Um, there's, I know, you know, you're in accidents or for whatever reason you come down with some type of chronic issue. And maybe, you know, God's trying to teach you something through that. And sometimes it's part of a greater plan. I mean, we just finished reading Job, which is a very, got to read it a bunch because it's a difficult um it is. Because it, 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 it's the concept, you know, it, it starts out with a bet between God and Satan, but it really comes down to there's a bigger plan and you mm-hmm. don't know what it is. So when hardship falls you, you still got to stay resilient. So we're definitely not saying that, 
oh, if you're sickly, you've, you've strayed from God. Yeah. There are things that will happen. And that's what Job, yeah. Job is a testament to that, that he was a very, very righteous man, but he was afflicted with such hardship. And I can look, and we, we both can look back on our lives and some of our health issues, and we can see directly by not doing what we were supposed to be doing, how it impacted our health. My hip is exactly that. My, I, my, I re- yeah. I, I refused to change my, eating, my drinking habits and drank too much, mm-hmm. and over years of years of abuse, I developed avascular necrosis, my hip became you know, a mess, I'm on a path to recovery now, I'm a year and a half into it, and I am doing better. But, and, and, and but it's, the, it's, it's your testimony too. You, you, you can tell others, this is what happened to me when I strayed and didn't do what I knew what was right. And, and only through prayer and following it, these principles exactly. am I healing. And I'm right. not there yet, but I've, I'm, I haven't had surgery, so we're there. And my own uh, health issues brought me to a functional medicine approach, and I've been able to help others through that. So there's, there's often, you can you know make lemonade out of lemons, and, and God can use you regardless of the mistakes that you've made to help others and bring others to Christ because ultimately that's what it's about. Meditation is mentioned 23 times in the Bible, 19 times in the book of Psalms. Um, okay, no. that's, that's palms for Biden fans. No, enough of that. Okay. okay. Often mentions, um, when you read about meditation in the Bible, it, it often mentions obedience to the next breath. What is that? That is conscious breathing, deep mm-hmm. breathing. We talk about it all the I time. I tell my patients to do it, the ones who get busy at work and, and stressed out, to take time just to take a deep breath. Mutter and speak quietly. That's definitely meditation. Mm-hmm. Um, and meditate on Scripture day and night. Well, you know, there's a lot of wisdom in the Bible, and if you'll meditate on it, this is the type of wisdom we're talking about. This and it day. also becomes second nature. Mm-hmm. When you, when you, when you uh, focus on it day in and day out, it becomes second nature. And then for people who are not religious, like, well, I, I meditate. You know, it's not religious. Well, they overlap. Mm-hmm. Like I said, there's many, much of what the secular world has tried to rob from Christianity and, and take God out of it. You cannot. It's there. Um, and they and they've bastardized a lot of it as well, and they've corrupted it. But if you look at the, the, the these are the nine most popular types of meditation in the secular world, and there's not one of them that contradicts Christianity. I think they're they work great either way. Mindful meditation, spiritual meditation, focused movement, mantra, which is basically you know repeating things, transcendental, which is silent mantras. Progressive relaxation, which is a technique, basically it's a, I used it when I ran track, it's basically just a way of concentrating your body to relax certain mm-hmm. muscles, squeeze them, relax them, and you're basically just being, you're kind of going through an inventory of your body. Mm-hmm. What a great time to pray, like, God, I need help, my knees are hurting, please help me. But what a, what a great ability God has given us with our own brain and our own thoughts that we can do these wonderful things for our bodies. Loving and kindness meditation, and visualization meditation. All of these are compatible with Christianity. Mm-hmm. So when we talk about meditation, don't, this is, that goes right together with Christianity. Right. Um, chanting, it's kind of getting into the meditation and it's like, well, where does that come in? With chanting, you know. Um, and we'll talk more about the, what I think chanting is actually doing, which is setting up vibrations and resonance within the body that um, can be very healing and do certain things. And we'll talk more about that in just a little bit. Yeah, so I mean, just some examples would be Ephesians 5.19, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody with your heart to the Lord. Right. And that is the key, is when we talk about, well, chanting is, is satanic. 
No, it's in the Bible. It is, it's what your heart is. Yeah, and so, God knows your heart. Yeah, so if you're, um, if you're chanting and it's, um, you're, you're in tune with the Lord, it's right. going to be fine. Yeah, the, uh, it's a, a wonderful thing. As a Catholic, we grew up saying the rosary, which is repetitive prayer, which is mm-hmm. kind of chanting. Gregorian chants are exactly chanting. Yeah. And it's beautiful and very um, peaceful and relaxed. And we sit around and listen to Gregorian chants at night while we're at, sitting by the fire sometimes. It's, it's, I love it. it it's, it's hypnotic. It's, hypnotic. Uh-huh. it's, it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, but you were going to talk about vibrations, and I'll, I'll give the, the Bible verse that I found for that, and then we can go in more into it. But in Proverbs uh, 3.8, your body will glow with health. Your very bones will vibrate with life. Ooh, um, it sounds wonderful, doesn't it? <laughs> there are so many different ways that vibration. We talk about bone healing and things like that. You know how vibration is used to. If you have bone breaks, they use vibration well, to stimulate growth. Well, that's not you know uh, mainstream, but I know that it works because I've uh, spoken to people who um, know about vibrational therapy with regard to spinal cord injuries and helping that. They use it on um, horses. To unlock a joints, lot yeah, for joints, and because um, when when a horse or a human mm-hmm. injures its body, and why it's convalescing, the range of motion sometimes mm-hmm. will freeze up, and they use vibration. They they basically bring them to a stall that has a vibration plate, and it. I've been annoyed. It you can't stand up. Yeah. But it unlocks those joints right. for the animal, and then it relearns the movement as part of the therapy. In a lot of ways, the animal world is more advanced in medicine than it is with humans. It's, it really it, is. It's, um, they, they do. Sometimes I think we might be better off going to the vet. They're smarter sometimes. <laughs> I mean, they use a lot more common sense and they, they allow each vet to be kind of outside the box. Mm-hmm. So and I just, I love vets. I've never, I've never met a bad one. I haven't either. Vets are typically really good people. I don't think they, cause they don't go into it for the money. So. Well, that's, that's for, that's, that's true. So, um, I'll, I'll give, you know, probably the most famous about vibrations, and this goes into what Amy's going to talk in a second about harmonics and and setting up resonance. But when the, the energies wa- and energies, so when the walls of Jericho came down, they they marched around the city for seven days and they were chanting, and then they blew their horns, and then the walls came down. Right. As an engineer, how would that happen? Well, if you set up the proper resonance, basically harmonic resonance. Uh-huh. You can take down bridges, you can take down buildings. There is a specific frequency that structures, when it sits up in, into resonance, you can take them down. There are weapons that use this. Yes, so this is not <laughs> out of the realm like, well, that's just, you know, that's just a proverb or that's just a story. Well, it could be, but it exists. You were- uh, Physics we, we, is, is, you know- Physics is in the Bible, folks. <laughs> physics is all in the Bible if you, if you, if you look. So, um, you know, IFM wants to, you know, bang a gong and that's fine. It does set up a resonance. And we, yeah. But there are other examples that you have. Um, tell them about the Everest doctor that you... So speaking of resonance, um, Paul and I attended a uh, conference where the guest speaker was the um, lead doctor for the 1997 uh, Mount St. Everest expedition. And so, um, not, not St. Everest, that's Mount St. Helens, Everest. Did I say Mount St. Helens? You said Mount St. Everest. <laughs> I guess we're talking Bible, so you had to throw the saint in there. <laughs> Mount Everest, yeah, sorry, Mount Everest. Um, so uh, he, he was the, the lead doc and a uh, Sherpa um, was on one of the, the main uh, ascents 
uh, fell 20 feet, landed on his head. They took the Sherpa back down to base camp. His prognosis was less than 1%. The, the, he had the, the raccoon eyes, pupils were fixed, uh, unresponsive. Basically, he had a heart a heartbeat and that was it he was lifeless they did not give him a good prognosis they they really thought he was dead but they they laid him out the um other sherpas had uh, they prayed over him but they also there were some in his tent and then there were other sherpas um throughout base camp in their own tents several uh sherpas and they began chanting and they chanted all night long the doctor said for 14 hours they chanted. And it, he said it was very, this low, rhythmic hum. And just, he said it was eerie. It washed through the yeah, camp. It was, it was eerie, but it was very peaceful. He'd never experienced anything like it in his life. And after they were done chanting for about 14 hours, the Sherpa opened his eyes and stood up and tried to walk. I'm out of here. <laughs> yeah. And the doctor and everybody else were just shocked at what they had just witnessed. Never seen anything like it. And it um, it shocked this physician so much that now he and his son, who is also a physician, this is what they, they study. Mm -hmm. The impact of vibration on the body and how to utilize that in healing. Well, that's not Christian then. Well, folks, there are many things that God has given us. That, that other other uh, people use? Yes. You know? God didn't say, I'm going to give this just to Christians. The vibration is the gift from God. Yeah. And, and they God stopped. created everything. He made our bodies beautifully. He made the environment and everything in it. Mm -hmm. And he made it to work together for our good and his good. Right. So you're not going to be punished just because you were not blessed to be. But a lot of these it. things have been hidden from us too. Right, it has been, and these, you know, it, this is not counter to Christianity. No, I, I think it's and, wonderful. And, and I'm not trying to say that any religion is no. It's the chanting. Chanting it can be used in Christianity or it can be used elsewhere. Yeah. So these are one of these areas that it can be for multiple people. Just because another religion has used it, don't shy away from that as being not of, uh, of not being Christian, or of God. It, you know, a lot of this came from Christianity, then boomerangs back as something else. Right, exactly. So remember, the disciples went everywhere. They went to India. Uh -huh, they they went, did. They they dispersed. So a lot of these old, you know, things they came back around. They may have, especially faith healing. We'll get into that a little bit, a little bit later. But yeah. I believe that came from the disciples spreading the word. Right. Um, there was a, a famous quote by Albert Einstein. He's like, "How does it feel to be the smartest man in the world?" And he responds, "I don't know. Go ask Nikola Tesla." Nikola Tesla, if, if you guys don't know him, is, is, is the turn of the century, the 19th century. Mm -hmm. Brilliant, brilliant. We're still trying We don't to even know how brilliant he is yet. So because much, so many of his works have been hidden too. I mean, he was, and he was a devout Christian. He didn't care about money. He was all about, about humanity. About humanity. And he had a, a, being a Christian, I want to use one of his quotes. If you want to find the secrets of the universe, think in terms of energy, frequency, and vibration. Mm -hmm. And this is a Christian saying this. So then you might read in some places that he was not. Oh, he was his father. But they, but they just don't want anybody to be a Christian these days. His father was a bishop, so I, you know, he, he was raised that way, and he right. was a Christian. He just used examples of science, which is 
to some fundamentalists might be confusing. It's like he found them perfectly compatible. Right. And that's what I find comfort in is the smartest man that we know of had comfort in Christianity. If you just look in a microscope, an electron microscope and see everything, it's just amazing to me. I feel I'm just overwhelmed at God's world and the details of God that God has put here on this planet. And it's just, everything is beautiful to me. Jesus had to speak in parables because people are stupid. I mean, they're not scientists. So right. how, how are you going to explain the mysteries of the universe to these fishermen that you just got right. them to follow you? You have to speak in parables. If Jesus started talking about harmonic frequencies, I don't <laughs> think they would follow. So, you know, like, how do you recognize? Like, well, he came at a time when there was not this science, so it had to be explained right. in a parable fashion. And even now we need the parables. As an engineer and a doctor, we would not comprehend right. what, what Jesus could explain to mm -hmm. us. Yeah. Um, so Tesla said that the, 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 the universe can be, um, the secrets are energy, frequency, and vibration. Well, let's take that back to the Bible and faith healing. In Mark 5.30, immediately Jesus, Jesus perceiving himself that the power proceeding from him had gone forth. And turning around into the crowd, he said, who touched my garment? This is the one where the, the, the lady touched his garment to be healed, and he felt the healing energy flow from him. So to say that, when we, if you say you're, you're speaking in terms of energy and vibration and frequency, folks, it's in the Bible. The, whole, the Holy Spirit, think about that for a second. It has to be energy. The Holy Spirit is absolutely legit, isn't it? And if you're a Christian, you've accepted uh, Christ is your Savior. It, it is in you wherever you go. And just you need to start thinking about that. You, you, we have so much uh, probably untapped power that we just don't even realize it. Well, and I think it's we, when we, we're consumed by... This but is, we're always distracted. We're always distracted. And this is where the... And I'm one of those. I'm distracted. This is where the secular world and the Christian world can really come together. Because mm -hmm. the secular world loves talking about... You know, the hippies talking about, man, those are negative vibes. <laughs> and, you know, the secular people are talking about, you know, positive energy. Mm -hmm. These are not exclusive of Christianity. Mm -hmm. These are the same. They're just taking, a lot of these people have been, they're put off by religion. Yeah. I get that. I get that too. Um, there are a lot of religions that have been corrupted mm -hmm. at the top and they spout mm -hmm. a lot and of. And they've, they've turned a lot of people off. Right. And so this is their way of keeping these, these, these humanists. You look at what they stand for. They're Christian values. Yeah, we have we have some they, humanist friends, and I'm like, we. You sound like you sound like a Christian, but you just don't call it that. <laughs> yeah, um, but talk about more about the faith healing. So, well, and the uh, energies. Yeah, he's and then uh, Acts eight seventeen. They began laying their hands on them, and they were receiving the Holy Spirit. I mean, you've we talk about energy flowing from each other, and that basically we are chemical and we're basically electrical current and, and yes, chemical we reactions. Are, there are electrical currents running through your body. And we're chemical reactions. And which, chemical reactions. That's, in a nutshell, that's what we are is when you right. look at science. So, and, we, and there are frequencies. Tell them about the EEG, the, um, the EEG where they synced, where you move people in the room. Yeah, so um, my very first functional medicine conference was about my, the mitochondria and energy. Um, because the mitochondria are the little energy factories in each one of your cells, except red blood cells. And so um, they were showing how um, 
you impact other people's energy and they and vice versa and so they were hooking people up to um, EKGs and EEGs and uh, mapping out their um, brain activity and their heart rhythms and then they would put everybody like I think it was like 10 people in a circle and they kept monitoring the EEGs and the EKGs and every and it and people's heart rhythms and EEGs um, brain activity started synchronizing mm-hmm. just by being close to each other in a circle. And I, we saw it in real time, and it was pretty fascinating. So take that concept and have two Christians praying over someone, laying their hands over them, praying for that healing. Right. That's energy, folks. Yeah. And the, the closer you are to nature, the more attuned you'll be to I think that. so. That's why it's so important to spend time in nature and and away from all the artificial stuff that you're living amongst, you know, the the lights, the EMFs, the the distractions, the TV, the social media. Get away from it. Get outside. I mean, animals get it. Yeah. I mean, they... We we mentioned we missed this before on the on the um, vibrations, but I love it the, the example of cats that purr. The purring is reason is it is a good reason why why cat bones are so strong. They're this tiny. is so this is pretty cool. They're tiny, but you can throw a cat off a five story building and they land. They typically don't die. They typically don't even break a leg. Partly it's because of how they f- land. Right. But the cat bone is incredibly strong compared to say a dog bone. The the the, the purring is what they speculate is develop this immensely dense bone. So that's vibration. That is so cool. And we know that dogs can smell fear. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Jack London's To Build a Fire, the entire book is about the dog and this man have a great relationship, but when the man's gonna die, he starts like, I gotta kill the dog in order to survive. The dog senses that, like, nah, I'm not gonna play this game. Yeah. And I, I love using this example of my, everyone gets their one dog. I had, you've had yours, right. but Bacchus was mine. He was a border collie of amazing intelligence. He was, he even understood humor. I can't talk enough about what he could do. It is an amazing dog, but he wasn't particularly, he was loving, but he, he was not one to cuddle. cuddle. You know, no. he was a working dog right. I and mean, I worked him on livestock. He was my constant companion. And we'd been to a friend's house 40 times over the, you know, a couple years. And we always had the same routine. We'd go up, often his door was open, he would go in the door or he would wait at the door. He knew the routine. And then one day we're going in and Bacchus deviated and went two doors down, excuse me, get the mic, went two doors down and went into someone else's apartment. I'm like, that was rough. So I went in and just as I'm trying to go get Bacchus out, the, the man in that building comes out and he's crying and he comes and he sits down and Bacchus comes over and sets his head on the man's lap. And the man proceeds to tell us how his dog had just died. And he was grieving. And here comes Bacchus, he senses this and goes in there. And he sat in that guy's lap or put his head in his lap, which he never does the entire time. See, Bacchus knew that man needed the comfort. Mm -hmm. As humans, if we could tap into this type of energy and this type of intuitives, which we used to have, we've lost from distractions. We've lost it from the computers, from the phone. I know. We no longer- Modern times. Modern times is taking us further and further away from God. And that's why I always head to the woods whenever I need to clear my head. Jesus prayed alone. That just, it just, uh, it's my therapy. Mm-hmm. It's, I have to get away from this and go to be in nature. For me, it just does wonders. Not that you can't, you know, 
commune with God wherever you are because you can. It's just easier for me when I get outside away from the distractions. So this is some of our primal, how we develop that we've gotten away from in in the last 3,000 years. Um, I love that story about Bacchus. That's, That's pretty cool. It is. Stretching is, I had to only, can only find one verse for stretching, and it's not directly applicable, but I thought it was still cool. Blessed are the flexible, for they shall not be broken. When God bends you, he will not break you. When God stretches you, he will not snap you. Now, I don't think he's talking about yoga, but I wanted to include it because we <laughs> talk so much about stretching and flexibility. Um, and I'm also using it to way to set up because we're going to talk about yoga and, and Reiki. Right. Mm-hmm. And I just want to give examples that... Right. We just, we just talked about laying of hands and we talked about stretching. Let's take that to modern times. This, these are yoga and Reiki are two things that I think a lot of Christians are very. I've been taught that is, it's, e- it's a cultist, it's, yeah. it's satanic. So don't do it. I mean, yes, yoga developed with Hinduism and Buddhism. But it's not so intertwined that you cannot separate mm-hmm. it. It's really a physical movement, a stretching. We did yoga moves in college. We just didn't call it that. There was stretching. Right. You know, some of it was right. Basically, look at yoga as a really good roadmap for really good stretching. Where is your heart when you're doing yoga? Yes. Rename them. If you don't like the, if you don't like the, the you know, the, the Eastern name, rename it yourself. You don't right. have to call it uh, half bird, praying God. Some they have. They do have some strange names. Right. Take them back. Call them something that you like. Basically, yoga is a roadmap for really efficient stretching. Reiki is basically a massage without touching you. It's a ripoff. <laughs> but it, it was only developed in the, the turn of the 19th century by a Japanese guy. He basically just ripped off faith healing from the Bible. Yeah. If you look at the five principles of Reiki, it is so attuned to Christianity. You know, both participants have to be in tune with gratitude. You must clear your mind. You must focus. You must be in a good state of mind. You must concentrate on what you want to be healed together. That's faith, that's faith healing, folks. Yeah. And he even talked about long-distance Reiki. And you can even go online now and pay for someone to do Reiki for you from Boston. Folks, how often in church do we pray for someone who needs our help? That's right. long-distance praying. Right. So many of these things that we view as secular were just ripped off from us and repackaged and brought forth because it resonates with people. Why wouldn't it? It's the right. Word of God. Right. So that's why I don't want you shying away from uh, of Reiki or, or just call it faith healing right. and call it stretching, stretching and you'll be fine. Yeah. Um, because I, it's, just, it's been so beneficial for you, for me, you know, for my patients. Mm-hmm. Um, and so don't, I don't, I don't want people to get, think it's, you know, take it back. Yes. God, it, you know, God created, don't let the secular take it away from you. You, you and I struggled with this this year because we, we started analyzing pagan past things and it became very clear that some of our things that we celebrate today are pagan, but I'm not going to take it away from you. One, one is the Christmas tree. Right. That's a German pagan Symbol. Symbol. I love it. In my mind, it's Christianity. I was raised that way. I'm not going to take that away from myself. I don't think God's upset that I decorate a, a spruce tree. But well, I, I decorate. It's a spruce tree that God made. Mm-hmm. It's from our land. We put it up. We put little um, pretty things on it. We admired it as well, part of our, you know, celebration of God's birth. I would say that's more. Christ's birth. I would say that's more pagan than Reiki. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you want to really want to get down and, and and analyze something, and same thing goes for the Easter bunny and Easter eggs, and 
that's, you know. That's the god of fertility. As a fertility, yeah. So, I mean, folks, that's... Fertility symbol. Straight pagan. Right. Like, you're going to get rid of one. Actually, the Easter bunny I'd like to get rid of in the whole, you know... You want to hide something else and have fun with it, but it's just, it takes away so much of our most important holiday because... Well, it takes the, it takes your focus off what the real purpose of the holiday is. Yes. I mean, this is, the birth of Christ is important, but really... What about chocolate the, the resurrection bunnies is what, and stuff? The resurrection is what we Well, they've just, on. you know, they, they commercialize everything to death and that that's, that's the saddest part about the holidays for me is just, you know, they've taken away the true meaning of what we're celebrating. Yes. And then I think we can finish that I think a lot of people put way too much faith in doctors and they'll use the excuse that doctors get their knowledge. What does go over that as far as the... Well, I, I hear this a lot about, you know, um, God works through doctors, you know, and and, uh, and uh, I got to do what the doctor says because uh, God gave me this doctor. You know, maybe, I don't know. Right. Are you sure about that? What, what makes you think... The whole the medical system is by is by God's design because I'm pretty sure we weren't supposed to be aborting babies at 40 weeks. Exactly. Or using aborted fetal cells to it, develop vaccines. Yeah. Okay. That to me that's that's a no no no. And there's a lot of other things going on in mainstream medicine that quite frankly clash greatly with Christian principles. If you really want to start looking into it, it's what you always talk about. It's the outsourcing of your health. And today's medical community encourages that. They think you can't be healthy without their pills. Because they don't believe in God. God made our bodies perfect. He did. Can things things go wrong? Absolutely. Um, Yeah, because a lot of them are just making you sicker. Yeah. Okay? So they've convinced you that you have to have them to be healthy and stay healthy. And that is absolutely not true. They have, they certainly serve a role. I'm, I'm glad we have a medical system, especially when it, I'm not say this all the time, especially when it comes to acute care, glad we have those surgeons, you know, they can save your life. Mm-hmm. Right. But when it comes to, um, managing your health on a day-to-day basis and all the chronic problems that they are not the way to go. All right, God made your body. He He made it beautifully and wonderfully. And if you will give it what it needs and remove what it doesn't, it has an awesome ability to heal itself. But we have uh, been brainwashed into thinking that is not possible, and it is absolutely possible when you take the the biblical stance that is also that is very much a functional medicine approach to health. Mm-hmm. You have the power to, your body has the power to heal itself and to do what it needs to do, given with using the things God has given us, but you're not using it or you're choosing to ignore that. I mean, we've got, and and you're just outsourcing your health to a system that really doesn't have your best interest at heart. Now, you're, I'm not saying your doctor does, your nurse does. They, they, most of these people are very good people. They want you healthy, but it's the system in, in which they work that does not have your best interest at heart. And that's the problem because you've... So don't be naive and think they do. They've been educated. What's the word? Cognitive... Cognitive dissonance. Cognitive dissonance. That it's difficult to wake them up because they just spent the majority of their life in school being taught something. And they've been told how brilliant they are, okay? Because, it, you know, you got to be smart to get into medical school, Paul. Well, that's the first thing you said, pride. 
Yeah, and if you get into medical school, you're smart and don't and you um and and you're to uh you know uh, discount what the peons have to say who don't have MD behind their name, you know who cares what they have to say? You're smarter than they are, and, and it's it's a grooming process. I've talked about this before in medical school, and they come out these twenty. I mean, you got twenty three year olds who are being told on the first day how brilliant they are. And they keep, you know, they they tell you this throughout your education, and of course they're going to leave thinking that they're some type of genius who's never wrong. And not one of the things that we mentioned today is taught in medical school. No, nothing. And and, and critical. Uh, and I'm not talking about the Christian part. Right. I'm just talking about vibration. No. Eating, drink, you know, water. They they do the basic, but they just discount anything natural. And I'm thinking, where did you, where do you think the, these the pharmaceutical industry got their ideas about what might help certain conditions? They got it from nature, compounds in nature, and they've adulter they they synthesize them in a in a in a lab so that they can patent them and make a bunch of money off of it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure with the Jer- Jewish uh, water purification laws did not included did not include adding fluoride. I didn't see that in there. No. And thou putteth the water in the stone and then addeth the fluoride. For thy teeth. Yes. (laughs) So, you know, medical school does not teach you critical thinking skills. All right? We learned how to memorize a whole bunch of stuff. We were really good at memorizing. And that's about it. Not that you can't have some critical thinkers in medical school. They exist. But um, they don't encourage it. They encourage you to memorize and to believe everything that those medical journals say. And don't ever uh, discount it. Don't ever, don't go looking elsewhere, all right? Um, and just stick with those medical journals. Did we cover everything? It seems like we went so like fat. We, did we, we went over, you know, the baking yeah. of the bread and the I think we burning saw, of it. We're a, just much quicker this time. This is our second time to shoot it. We had to, we had to shoot it again. We went way off the yeah. reservation. <laughs> <laughs> and I hope we haven't scared you guys. We're, we're not, I'm not saying we have it all figured out. We're just very inquisitive, and um, and I don't know about you, but this this um, past year has been a very trying time for for both you and I because of all the nonsense going on. And honestly, I feel closer to God than I ever have in my life. Mm-hmm. We had to, and it, and it, be, it really began several uh, several years ago um, when it kind of when I started this functional medicine journey and and was. Uh, and had my eyes open to all the lies and deceit that I had been taught. And that really made me start looking into other things and questioning everything. I question everything, you know, I do. Um, I, and I'm, I'm always seeking the truth and trying to determine who to trust, who not to trust. But I'm always um, searching for the truth. And this is part of that. We are simply... Um, we're inquisitive beings. God made us that way, and um, my my only goal is is to, is the truth. And I hope and I pray to God every day that He shows me this. And I and I know you feel the same way. I do. I do. I, I just want to make sure we covered everything. We did the water and everything. Yeah, we've we have done the, it all. The we, one six hen. We did that. We did it. I just we got it. We 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 uh, we didn't waste any time and jibber jabber like we sometimes do that was the one that amazed me that they had if you did the calculations what, what is one six hen 64 ounces it's yeah like, it's oh my, this is bingo different. all right okay well guys um i hope you found this interesting and i hope this has maybe sparked some um 
you know, interest in delving into your Bible more and, and looking for all these um, pearls of wisdom that are throughout the, the book. Mm-hmm. And if you're, if you're interested in faith-based functional medicine, our entire staff, top to bottom, are Christians. We recruited them for that reason. And I'm not afraid to say that we are Christians. We're conservatives. And um, I, I, do the, I only want to do what God wants me to do. I want to fulfill His purpose in my life. And right now, that purpose is to um, help explain and, and um, how, how to help keep yourselves healthy mm-hmm. so that you can be um, a soldier for Christ and do it the best way you can. Amen. Amen. All right. We'll end on that, huh? Amen. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Part two coming up, guys. Thanks. Bye. Bye-bye. I don't take nothing that a doctor don't prescribe. I don't do no drugs, man. I don't do no drugs, man. I don't smoke no blood, man. I don't do no drugs, man. It angers up that blood, man. So I don't do no drugs. I just take pack sales and Dopamine, Demerol, Lexapro, Tylenol, Vicodin, Lyrica, Lipitor, and Adderall But I don't do no drugs, man